I want to read a couple of passages. You don't need to turn there. Uh, I'm going to read them real quickly and, uh, and move on. But just kind of listen closely. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and everything in them will disappear in fire. And the earth and everything on it will be exposed to judgment. Since everything around us is going to melt away, what holy, godly lives you should be living. You should look forward to the day, to that day and hurry it along. That day when God will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. Now another passage, not, not similar to, a different theme altogether uh, from what I just read, but Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 and following. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some are, some are saying John the Baptist, others Elijah, some Jeremiah, some of you, you know, think you're one of the prophets. Then He asked them, well, who do you, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. The workplace is going to burn. The school is going to burn. Possibly not before finals, young people, so don't take that as an excuse. <laughs> but the ball field, it's going to burn. The dance studio, it's going to melt. Your favorite vacation spot, it's on fire. Your favorite, the place of your favorite memory is going to burn. Now, good news, the place of your worst memory, that, that's going to burn too. It's all going to burn. Now, you might be wondering right now, well, gosh, when did Johnny Raincloud land on the pastor? Yeah, actually, I'm in a pretty good mood this morning. Man, that, that's just reality. It's just the truth, isn't it? And it is, by definition, insane to not live in light of the truth. And folks, we've got to stop and realize, recognize, hey, a lot of my life, a lot of myself, a lot of my resources, a lot of my time, we invest and what's going to burn? We're investing a lot of our lives in what's not going to last. Now, does that mean we, we don't go to work? We don't go to school? We don't go on vacation? We don't go to the ball field? Absolutely not. Man, that's where we follow Christ. That, that's where we live for Him, in those places. But with the reality of knowing where everything is going, shouldn't we periodically just kind of scratch our head and say, hmm, did I do anything today that's not going to burn? Did I invest in anything this week? Was I a part of anything this week that is going to last, that's not going to melt? And that's why I took us to the passage where Jesus was speaking, because He told us about at least one thing that's going to last, didn't He? The church. The church is going to last. Not even, not even hell coming against it is going, to, is going to stop the church. The church is going to last. And the church, very simply, is that body of people that is built on that very simple confession. Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And everything that you and I do to invest in that confession 
that's what lasts. I mean, you think about it, folks, you could think one real simple way about the church. The church helps people come to that confession, helps people to grow in that confession, and then helps us to go out and carry that confession to a world that still needs it, right? So that's what we are as a church. Now, Jesus refers to the church a couple of ways. One time he calls the church, not one time, a number of times he calls the church his body. In other other words, folks, when God looks over the precipice of heaven, looks down on the earth and sees you and me being the church, whether it's all in here today, worshiping, singing, serving, or, or whether it's out in our community, when he looks down, he sees his flesh. He sees his hands and his feet. When God looks down here at the church, he sees himself. Another place, Jesus refers to the church as his bride. Man, when you're saying something's your bride, what are you talking about? Man, you're talking about being in love, aren't you? That's, that's my love. That's my treasure. That's my prize. So folks, when you and I are investing in the church, we're investing in what's going to last. We're investing in Christ Himself. We're investing in what He loves the most. See, when we scratch our heads and say, did I do anything this week that counts? Hey, what did I do connected to? What did I do investing in? What did I do serving Christ Himself and what He loves the most? His church. Now, a lot of us, and I do think I can use the word a lot, and I wish I couldn't use the word a lot. I think a lot of us sit in church, this church, another church, any church, and we think, well, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do that's going to make any difference? What am I going to do that's going to count? Maybe you come into a church like ours. My gosh, I mean, you're met with parking lot attendants out there, and there's people serving in the nursery. You're greeted at that. I mean, there seems to be people serving everywhere, right? And it, so it can give that impression, well, there's no need here. There, I couldn't do anything here. But whether it's this church or another church, there's way too many people thinking I've got nothing to offer. And that is just biblically not the truth. You have something to offer as a follower of Jesus Christ. If you are a genuine believer, when you were brought into the body, listen to the way Paul says it. Listen to what he says here. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. If I can get to it. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. One simple short sentence. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. That's a fact. That's a statement of fact. Not a spiritual gift is given to a lot. Not a spiritual gift is given to the mature. Not a spiritual gift is given for those who seek it. Not a spiritual gift is given for those who are trained in it. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. Who's the us? The body of Christ. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. Why? As a means of helping the entire church. God has equipped you. God has gifted you to make sure that you can make a significant contribution. You know, folks, we go all through life and every one of us, even if we're really, really good at something, we're also used to being in a lot of places where we're just kind of a part of the group, right? You know, I'm over here on the sideline, I applaud for the star, you know, I'm over here and I'm supporting, and we just get used to thinking there's just a few key individuals that are making everything happen, a few key individuals that are real big, but the rest just kind of stand back and, you know, we don't, we don't get to do a whole bunch. That's not what is true in the church. That's not what God said. He said, I've made sure, I've equipped you, I've gifted you that you can make a significant contribution, 
Every one of us has that gift. I am guessing that more than one of us right now is thinking, what's my gift? I didn't know I had a gift. Do you think you should find out? Do you think that quite possibly when you go and stand before God, he's going to say, okay, let's talk about how you used my gift. What gift is probably not the next best thing to come out of your mouth? Right? No, man, you know, hey, man, I've been gifted. What have I been gifted to do? You know, if you've been gifted to help this church, oh, I know how to solve this, I'll go to another church. Okay, now say it in that church. Doesn't matter where you're a member, folks. The church you're in, the church you're a part of, if you're not serving, then that church is less than what God intended it to be. Our church right now is less of what God intended us for us to be, for us to do. We are accomplishing less. I know a lot of people come and say, this man's place is big, it's doing a lot, they can't possibly... What we're really saying is we have no concept of what it could be if this is what it looks like when, I don't know, 30, 40% are, are serving and, and volunteering, all we're saying is we don't have a clue of what it would look like if the entire body of Christ was doing what God equipped the entire body of Christ to be doing. We are not going as far into our community and our world as we could. We are not as effective in our community and our world as we could be. We are not reaching as many as we could be if 100% of the body of Christ was serving and being. And folks, there's all kinds of ways that you can serve. All kinds of ways that you can be a part. You know, I think for a lot of us, when we think of volunteering, when we think of serving, we think of the, uh, you know, that, that, that notepad that goes around, the, the notepad of guilt. Somebody's got to do this, y'all, and I'm going to send this sign up around one more time. Now, come on, we've got to sign up, y'all. We're not going to be able to do this. I mean, that, that is the church confessional, Right? Send that around. Let's get somebody to sign up. And a lot of times when we're signing up, we're signing up for something we're not even gifted at. Something that's not us, that we're not even good at. And I want to tell you something. Sometimes it's all hands on deck, isn't it? I mean, I think, man, after what Christ has done for us, we ought to be ready and willing to jump in and do anything. Anything we can for a moment. But I think, by and large, folks, God has enabled you, has equipped you to serve in a way that's actually going to be kind of fulfilling. You're going to get to look back and see, hey, I'm a part of the confession. I'm a part of what is sending the confession into the world. I'm a a part of investing in what is going to last. Man, I'm doing something that's changing lives. Ultimately, it should be pretty fulfilling to serve. Now, the question is finding that place to serve. How do I do that? Folks, out in our concourse today, we have a variety of ways for you to take the next step. One, man, I... Everybody ought to do this, actually. I just took this class. I just took this class in the last couple of months. It's called Place, Place Ministry. Place Ministry will help you find your place in the body of Christ. This is a tremendous class. I've seen classes do things like this, but not bring it all together like this one does. This class will help you discover your spiritual gift. It'll help you combine that with your physical gifts and abilities. It'll help you combine that with your personality And it'll help you combine that with your background experiences. And it'll take all of that and put it all together in the stirring pot and out will come the places that you would be most fulfilled, most effective at serving in the church. So I'd encourage you to maybe go out there today. You can go to the information desk. Say, man, I'm interested in the place class. Tell me about it. When does it... It starts this Wednesday night, as a matter of fact. 
But tell me about this class. How can I get involved in it? What's, what's involved in it? That's one way. Another way, all up and down the concourse here are tables where you can learn about all the ministries in our church. I mean, from the worship and music ministry. I think we're going to be looking for a new director of worship real soon. Um, <laughs> but you can go out there, our worship ministries, our children's ministries, our youth ministries. Folks, there's all kinds of things. You know, I think so often we think, we think of the ministry and, and we think, well, that's, that's what the pastor does, Right? Folks, you know what? While I'm standing up here doing this, there are hundreds of people serving all over this place that have enabled me to do this the most effectively for the most people. There's people behind me, actually, up there, behind that, behind that video. There, man, there's a video crew up there, and there's a sound crew over there. There's a sound crew back here. There's people watching children. And by the way, we don't ever just watch children. We minister to children, we train children, we teach children, we, we love children. There's youth ministries, there's all kinds of ministries going on in the concourse. There's a lot of different ways for you to get engaged, to get involved. As a matter of fact, when you go out there today, this is the best part of this, there's cookies, amen? To the glory of God, you can worship and eat cookies today. Okay, that's just awesome. Tell somebody, this yeah, I ate cookies yesterday and praise Jesus doing it. Go out there and get cookies. Well, part of the cookies came from Martin's, praise the Lord for Martin's, but part of the cookies came from a, a, a family, Joey Cummins, kind of new to our church. Uh, he, he's a baker, I think he has a shop in Chester somewhere. But anyway, he, he, he took our design out there and everything and made some of the cookies for that. And that's a part of what? encouraging you to stop and listen how God might be speaking in your life. You see, that's a part of doing that. Uh, folks, it's not just a clipboard of what I think you need to be doing or you should feel bad about yourself. No, it, it's all kinds of ways you can serve with your gifts and abilities. So I want to encourage you, go out there, walk up and down the hallway, ask questions, step up. Maybe you don't want to ask questions. Just stand about three feet behind the table and listen to somebody else ask questions. Listen to the answers that they get. But walk out there and learn about what is available and how you can get involved. You may be here today and be thinking, you know what, I, I'm, I'm not a, a member of the church. I'm not even sure if I'm a, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm not even sure what it takes to be a believer. Go straight out these middle doors right here. There's a group of tables right there. Step up and say, hey, I'd like to talk to somebody about being a member of the church. Or I'd like to talk to somebody about what it means to have a relationship with Christ. Because let me tell you something, God wants to serve you. Before he calls you into the service of him. Go out there and learn, learn about that. Maybe this is your very first time here. Well, man, we got a gift for you. Of course, we do that every Sunday. But if this is your first time here, go out these doors. Turn to the right. And before you go out on the left, there's a desk. Step up and tell them this is your first time. And we got a gift for you. Give you some information about the church. There's some candy, a coffee mug. Get that. There is something for everybody out there. So here's what I want you to do. We are almost done. I mean, like within minutes. And yet there's like 10 more minutes before the service is over. You see, today's message is short on message and long on application. I, I want to ask you not for 10 extra minutes. I want to ask you for 10 minutes. You've already given to God. You've already given this hour to God. Would you take 10 minutes and walk out there and just walk around? Don't leave. Don't, don't see this as a way to get out early. If, if you walk out the doors, you'll evaporate. You'll spontaneously combust right there. <laughs> And then a volunteer has to come clean you up. And it's just, it's just messy for everybody. Make it fun to serve. Take 10 minutes as an act of worship. Do you hear me saying that? As an act of worship. And just walk around and listen. Maybe ask a question. At the tables you'll find people, not ministers, because ministers aren't people. People just like you. 
I mean, how long does it take to do this? Is it hard? Did you have to be trained? Well, what's that look like? Let them answer your questions. I have to tell you this. If you've got children, you can't go get them. You'd be interrupting. They're not done with their life group lesson or their children's worship. You'd be interrupting if you left and went and did that right now. All I'm asking you is for 10, 15 minutes that you were already giving anyway. Just to go out there and, and to go out there with one simple attitude. God, am I? You equipped me? Are you sure? Am I, am I supposed to be doing something here? God, would you kind of guide my steps to what I need to hear and see in this moment? I want to introduce you to Debbie uh, Hurman. Debbie, come on. Come down here. Hurry up, Debbie. We're running out of time. This is, this is Debbie Hurman. Sporting a new haircut, I might add. That's not what she had when she left from work Thursday. Uh, it, it, Debbie Hewerman is our Director of Volunteer Ministries. She is, for the most part, going to be in the center of the concourse. Anything you want to know under the sun, what's pie carried out to 12 degrees or something, I don't know. Anything you want to know, you can, is, hey, do y'all have this kind of ministry? Where's this table? Where do I ask about any questions you have? Debbie would be happy to get you pointed uh, in the right direction. She's the one that kind of puts all this together and assimilates and ultimately makes sure that you have your, your place in God's body. She actually teaches the place class. So if you have any questions about that, you can ask her. There's also people at the information table. Let's pray real quick. And then we're not done. We're just going to carry our worship. Are y'all following me on this? We're going to carry our worship out to the concourse and give God 10 more minutes out there. Let's pray. Father, you are awesome. Jesus, Holy Spirit, you are awesome. Your love, your patience, your kindness, your goodness unto me is more than I can put together the words to praise you for. God, you're amazing. And Lord, in all of that blessing and amazement, you never once call us to pay you back because you know we can't. You've done what you've done freely and out of love and out of grace. And Lord, the call to serve is, is not a call to pay you back. It's not a call to do something that you can't do. It's a, it's a call to live significantly. It's a call to join you in seeing lives changed. It's a call to impact eternity. So God, would you guide us in this moment? Guide our steps. And Lord, we're not concluding our worship in here with amen. We're going to conclude our worship out there just looking and listening to you at what you might have for us and how we serve. God, guide me now. Guide us now in this moment. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.